Hey guys, you're listening to the Bon Appetit Foodcast. I'm Adam Rappaport. Now, if you're a parent, any day now, your kids are going to be getting out of school and you're probably thinking, what the heck am I going to do with them? What am I going to feed them? Can I get them to eat healthy this summer? How many times a day am I allowed to give them ice cream? To discuss all these important topics, we convened a parent roundtable. We got Carla Lolly Music, food director here at Bon Appetit, talking about her sons, Cosmo and Leo. Jenny Rosenstrack, author of Dinner, A Love Story, a hugely popular family cooking blog, along with the column in Bon Appetit, The Providers, which she co-authors with her husband, Andy Ward, both of whom are parents to Phoebe and Abby. And then finally, me, Adam, and uh, talking about my son, Marlon. But first up, Joe House. And you're probably wondering, who the heck is Joe House? Which is exactly what I was wondering. Joe is a frequent guest on the Bill Simmons podcast. Bill Simmons, he of the, uh, the new website, The Ringer. And House is this guy who comes on once a week, and he and Bill talk basketball and, and, and other stuff. And I kept on hearing House, and I'm like, who is this guy? And, and then I realized he's from Washington, D.C., which is where I grew up. And I, then I realized that he's, like, extremely into food. And then I also found out that he's, like, kind of grew up in the 80s when I grew up in D.C., same age, was into the whole punk rock scene there and everything. So I was just like, I need to meet this house fellow. So I emailed him, and he came up to New York, and uh, we did a little podcast. So uh, let's do this thing. Here's me and Joe House. All right, House, we are here. Hey, Rab, I got to tell you, it's a beautiful day here in the New York City. And, and days like this, when I'm walking around outside, I only have one reaction, and that is, how am I not on the golf course right now? <laughs> but, but you're on a podcast. So I it's, am it's, on a podcast. It's I'm kind of, it's kind of the next best thing. And, all right, so I, the question is, all right, so I know you through the Bill Simmons podcast sort of network. And, and that's all I know about you. And you're this guy, House, who comes on Bill's show and millions of people listen to and, and frequently. And, and you talk basketball and stuff. And you're from Washington, D.C., where I'm from. And, and my friend Jason Gay from the Wall Street Journal said, you should have that guy, House, on one time. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. I would have Bill on one time because he's, like, famous. Right. Who is this course. House guy? Who no, is House? Yeah, who is House? And then one episode, you're talking to Bill, and you were talking NBA playoffs, and you were mentioning, I, I don't know if it was a Thunder game or a Warriors game, a, a late-night West Coast game. You come home in D.C. You said, yeah, I got home around 11.45. The game was on. So I decided to make myself a chicken. <laughs> I did say that. That is true. And I did do that. So you you got home at quarter 12 and you decided to roast yourself a chicken. I did. I, now, I had a little bit of a head start. I, it had already been kind of prepared. It just needed to go in the oven. Um, what do you it, mean it had already been cut? What does that mean? Like, I like, uh, you know, I the brine and everything was all, it was all set. It just needed to be slid in. And it wasn't um, intended for 11.45 in the evening, that evening. It was intended for another day's meal um, later in the week. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, Wait, sorry. Wait, so, all right, first of all, what, 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 what were you brining it in? Like a wet brine or dry brine? It was a wet brine. Yeah, a little bit of buttermilk and a little, obviously, salt and pepper. Very, very simple kind Anything of Anything spicy vibe. or... I, I do the spice, so I'm a, a huge... Um, Frank's guy. Oh, Frank's so hot that, sauce. Yeah, yeah, Frank's hot sauce. So I like it like a very straightforward salt and pepper. Um, the buttermilk softens it up a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the hot sauce to taste, as yeah. it were. But wait, And so you just had this, you, you were planning it, it for dinner for another right, night? Right, right. It was another night's dinner. I I do personally believe that sports and food go very tightly together. Whether you're at the stadium, you know, or arena. And now, I mean, they got Shake Shack and everything at every stadium in the country now. But, or Or you're at home. Um, 
like I food is as much of the game as the game is. And, and I have friends who uh, for, who gather for the Patriots games every week. Sure. Um, from friends here in New York or big Boston guys. And every week is like another menu to conquer, which is pretty cool. Terrific. But I do wonder if sometimes does it pull the focus from the game. So one time my friend Gabe and Rick, and one time they're like, we're making homemade ramen. And I'm like, that's kind of, that's awesome and that's insane. Aggressive. Um, yeah. And Gabe like spent three days doing the pork broth, got the noodles from Sun Noodles, did the six-minute eggs, had a whole like condiment bar set out with all the little radish. I mean, it's just, I mean, wow. Yeah, kimchi full on. I mean, it's almost a reason for me to want to watch a Patriots game. I know. <laughs> I was, yeah, you basically root for Tom. So, but I do wonder, I was like, I, I, the, I, I don't even remember what game that was or what the score was. I who do, cares? I do remember the ramen. Of course, who cares? But if you're a Patriots fan, or is that is that almost disrespectful to the game? If you're paying more attention to the food than the game? No, absolutely not. So you're all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You're. You're. Well, you, everybody knows my bias in this regard. The food is the king. I mean, you know, the football game's going to go how it's going to go. You're going to be. Uh, if you're a Patriots fan, you're going to be um, most likely happy with the outcome this, yeah. these last ten years. I will say this: watching games with Gabe and Rick and the gang, it's like it's it's kind of nice when you're always rooting for the team that wins almost sure, all the time. Sure, yeah, it's a happy household. Fine. Yeah, you know, right, right. All right. Well, how do, how do you know Simmons? How did you get into sports? How did you get into food? Yeah. So, uh, wow. I grew up uh, right outside of Washington D.C. Um, and went to college at the College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. Mm. And my sophomore year, Simmons arrived with a, he was a freshman and I was a sophomore, um, and he was two doors down from me. And we hit it off pretty quickly on two things. We both uh, have a shared love of basketball, and uh, I'm not sure what wh- whether it's all that impressive. We both um, like to eat. A lot. Um, I was at a stage in my life when I could eat more. And so sometimes. Metabolism was. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we would go play basketball for two hours in the field house. And then, you know, end of the game, jump in the car. didn't matter what time of day or night. And we would um, head over to, uh, there was a barbecue place called Fat Dickies. Fat Dickies. I yeah, like that. Was, what, was, what was your order? Um, the biggest platter that they offered. It was a platter with uh, that had ribs, it had chicken, it had pulled pork, it had brisket. I mean, you know, hot that, links. It had the links. It didn't have links. No it was links. A, not. It was you know. This is yeah. Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. In the <laughs> in the late eighties, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. Right. And what, what no were, Kreutzer's sausages and jumping on. What, what were the sides? Uh, the beans. Uh, there was some um, macaroni and cheese was in yeah. the mix. Um, can't remember much beyond that. So maybe coleslaw was in there. All right. So then food, because there's a difference between eating food late night in college, like all of us did, yes, and actually knowing, learning to cook and right. cooking for yourself. When did you get into cooking? Um, pretty early on. I have uh, a mom that's half Irish, half Italian, um, but she did a lot of cooking for her Italian father. So um, early in my life, I had uh, exposure to like really rich eggplant parmesan, and um, we would go to A Letteri's, which is this Italian market over in now um, a portion of the city. It's in Northeast DC. Mm-hmm. We would go every Sunday to go buy ingredients for her to cook um, with her mom, um, who passed away when I was really young, but to cook kind of a Sunday meal for her father and, and the uh, group nice. of us. And um, Letteri's is still there to its credit. Uh, I'm very happy um, that they survived because that portion of the city has seen a real revival in D.C. now that the Union Market is a destination. It's Which a was food. not when you and I were growing no, up. No, yeah. no, no. It was like a, it, it was when we were growing up um, a wholesaler. It was the place yeah. where people would come to buy, you know, wholesale um, meats and produce. 
I'm not a sophisticated cook by any stretch. I don't want to overstate <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, I'm a guy who likes to experiment a little bit. I really love um, the chemistry of cooking. Mm. I've been trying um, to make uh, an olive oil-based roux for a, uh, for a gumbo kind of kind of thing and and so the in the in the, the idea being what there well uh in the first place my kid is allergic to dairy and eggs oh so okay <laughs> and you so say you have a five-year-old i have a five-year-old yeah. yeah and so i have there's a little bit of innovation that's yeah. required there right we don't um I, I can't do cooking where eggs are flying around yeah, yeah. and butter's flying around yeah. and milk's flying around well, so i mean roux's just fat and flour right right so, that, right. so the olive oil should work right yes yeah, so that's precisely the the gig getting the ratios yeah, so if you understand correct, what the components yeah. Are you can right. sub one for the other? Yes, and I try and get a little bit of a texture in through tomato paste, and I've been adding um, some some heat into it by way of like habanero. Again. And wait, will your five year old actually eat the gumbo? No, no. He, he <laughs> not, it's, this is not for him. <laughs> you this just can't cooking. have that stuff in the house. You're saying right, well, I can't yeah, have the dairy yeah, in the yeah, house yeah, for yeah. him. Yeah, we yeah. right because like we we try and maintain our whole like cooking setup pretty much like dairy free. Yeah, it's not perfect, but yeah. you know. Um, we're we're sensitive to it, yeah. you know. For, for, he'll grow out of it, hopefully. Everybody says, "I'm going to knock on yeah, wood." Knock on wood. Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah. All right, so then, like, do you go to a lot of games? Are you a stadium food sort of guy? Um, I go to baseball more than anything mm-hmm. else because um, of how conducive it is to socialize and yeah. how conducive it is to eat. So, um, I I love basketball and I love professional basketball especially. But there, there's nothing um, particularly appealing or, you know, it's not a, an extra motivation to go to see a Wizards game uh, um, and because they have Chick-fil-A walking yeah. around in the corridors, you know. It's also like, I mean, like the pro basketball, unless it's the playoffs, I mean, it's not like going to a baseball game in the middle of the season game on a night in July is beautiful. It's beautiful. Don't it's a- do a middle of the season game at whatever arena is near you on a Tuesday night. It's kind of like, okay. I feel like um, baseball has gotten really good about getting people to come and to stay for the sort of experience of it, um, independent of how you might feel about the game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, my our buddy Simmons was um, – he was up here. He was on with Francesa. Mike Francesca a couple weeks ago. And Bud Siegley came on as a guest. And Bill asked Bud, you know, in your experience as commissioner – um, how did you think about trying to get young people interested in the game? How did you think about trying to keep the game from becoming sort of purely of regional interest until um, the playoffs started? And, you know, part of what was informing that question is like how irrelevant baseball has become to generations behind you and I. Like baseball was super important yeah. when I was growing up. All right, you mentioned that you had some notes that you left upstairs in my office. Did, is there anything you wanted to cover? <laughs> well, the the, the one thing um, I, I wanted to sort of get your perspective on because yes. you're in the biz. Yes, yes, I am in the so biz. So I, I have this um, perspective about the, the D.C. food scene yes. and the um, revitalization, although it feels weird calling it a revitalization because I'm not sure it was ever vital. No, so it, <laughs> no, so it, it couldn't yeah. be like revitalized <laughs> if it wasn't. But it's vital now. Yes, if you, if you like lobbyists and, and steak. You're right. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, meat, red 80s, meat, yeah. and and fat white dudes. Uh, <laughs> That's your spot. And, and Morton's Steakhouse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The prime rib. But uh, yeah, so DC didn't did not have a rich food history uh, at all, and there wasn't there. Yeah, it was just it was a weirdly. I think a lot of that just has to do with that. There's that transient quality of the 
political element of DC that the sort of the infrastructure of that city comes and goes every four or six or two years. That's right. So uh, w one thing, and this is why I'm interested in getting your perspective. Uh, my observation is that like the demographic of the city has changed um, quite a bit. We got a big infusion of youth mm -hmm. that coincided with um, Obama being elected, yeah. like uh, working for government became cool again yes. for a little while. And so the city got um, super young uh, for, and it's still sort of trending in that direction. And um, young folks are staying and starting families in D.C. And I don't know how that correlates or if it does at all to the food scene. Well, I definitely think so. I mean, I think, like I said, it's just a much more sort of vibrant sort of dynamic city than it was uh, 20, 30 years ago. And I think the restaurants definitely sort of embrace that and reflect that. Um, Andrew Knowlton, our restaurant critic here, is a huge D.C. fan. And he's that totally surprises him. I mean, two years ago, he named Rose's Luxury his best new restaurant in America. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Um, he's very big on D.C. right now. Like, he's bullish to the point where it's just odd for having grown up there. And, you know, it was Blackie's House of Beef and Yenching Palace. and That's you know, right. And I, I remember when the McDonald's opened up at Maza Gallery on Jennifer Street. That was like <laughs> big news in the city. I mean, literally, that was like, wow, there's a McDonald's on our you know street. Yeah. Well, and I, I grew up in Silver Spring. Uh, I can't think of a single instance when my parents would put us all, me and my two brothers and my sister, in the car and drive us downtown. No. To go out to dinner. There was no downtown. There was no downtown to go to, you and know. there was no destination worth going to that was affordable for our family. Yeah, you know, now you literally do have a Momofuku and those sort of things in D.C. around the, around the arena and, yeah, and just the Capitol Hill area. So I think it's awesome, and, and, and you're seeing that on a lot of cities that we write about. Places like Pittsburgh now have really interesting food scenes that just you never would have thought were the case. Can and, we talk about that for 10 seconds? Sure. Because uh, I might invite myself up. There's a certain golf tournament that's going on there. Oh, uh, the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open yeah, is in Pittsburgh. Oakmont. That's exactly right, uh, which is about 25 minutes outside the city of Pittsburgh. If I make my way up to Pittsburgh, tell me two or three joints that I got um, that I got to hit. Well, one of them is Bar Marco. That's correct. That's 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 where I went. It's in an old uh firehouse um in that sort of old part of town where there's like some italian markets and stuff um super nice people and it's kind of just like cool young couple that runs i want to say young couple i think it's a couple i don't know but it's like bar marco is awesome i would definitely go there and then another one that's cool morcia um kind of like a spanish style tapas oh. bar but i kind of something always cheesy saying tapas bar sounds so 1990s or whatever but this is like done well sure um those yeah. are the two obvious places, okay. uh, I think, to go right now. Um, you know, I've never done the Promonti's sandwich. That's the one with the, I, the, I know with it. the French I, fries That's, that's and the everything. most famous thing I've had yeah. it at the football stadium. Okay, during. Yeah. Uh, I went there for a hockey game. I okay. went there for uh, the Caps played the Penguins in uh, the Winter Classic a handful of years okay, ago yeah, yeah, yeah. and had Promonti's yeah. it at the stadium. I love the note. Well, that's also – you also get that in um, like in, in Greece in or wherever in, or in Europe when you get the souvlaki. So like the, the, right. the grilled lamb on the pita oh. bread and they'll put the French fries in there with the yogurt to see. Sauce and like, I'm getting late hungry. Night, I'm late getting night walking around, get, grabbing one of those. You're like, oh, that's so good. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. So Pittsburgh, I think I, 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 I just think it's so cool now. So many um, like these sort of second cities, if you will, yes. um, that aren't New York or LA or Chicago or whatever, now have just really sort of vibrant food scenes. Um, and you know, part of that is just people coming back, chefs moving back from New York or whatever. Also, the internet, everyone knows what everyone's doing immediately right now. Everyone can go onto Instagram and see what's what's happening. Um, but I think it's great for it's great for the great for the people of America. You know, there's good coffee, there's good bars, there's good everything everywhere. Right. All right, Joe. Before we let you go, we're doing our lightning round. All right. Kind of sports and other thing, other things related. Let's do it. Wings or nachos? Oh, wings by far. Ten, ten times wings at the stadium. Um, 
you might, I didn't, we'll say Bud Light or as the kids say, Bud Heavy. Oh. Uh, or are you a craft beer guy? No, I'm definitely a light beer kind of guy. Um, the beer in the stadiums are, is, is so good now. What I tend to drink, and I'll, I'm willing to receive the punch in the face mm. for this, everybody has Stella. Stella mm. in the can is great, yeah. right. and it's big, and it stays cold because yeah. of the way the can is. So I like, I, I, I'll drink Bud Light. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. but yeah. I like those like aluminum bottles they have like, yeah. in, in Vegas. You're in the pool. Right. So American. Um, God bless America. Um, <laughs> barbecued ribs or Korean barbecue? Oh, wow. Do I have to choose? You got to choose, yeah. F-bomb. I'm going to go ribs, barbecue ribs. I I, I adore Korean barbecue. Another great, rich, ethnic heritage in the D.C. area, not in D.C. proper. Tremendous Korean restaurants, especially Annandale. Annandale, Virginia. Yeah, Northern Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Washington Nationals or the football team of Washington? It's always the football team of Washington. It's like I, you know, it's in my, it, it was in my blood. Yeah. Twenty years of this asshole uh, owner. I has, can't root for the Redskins. It's the most. Like Snyder, he just doesn't. It's, it's just, the most cynical thing. But you know, there's nothing that quite rivals the feeling that the city gets, and this yeah. is I get caught up in it, and it brings me back. It's a reminiscence kind of thing. They made the playoffs this most recent season. They won the yeah. NFC East this most recent yeah. season. The vibe in the city is so crazy great they are a galvanizing force galvanizing unifying and but that's you, the but we grew up when they were amazing they went to when four they were, super bowls yes, when we were teenagers right which yeah, is crazy i know and joe gibbs won three of them with three different quarterbacks he went to four super bowls with four different quarterbacks so that that's with, nuts. that's our legacy and so it's hard you know i love the nationals it's the thing i go see more than anything else yeah. is the nats i love them i love uh, them this season um hot dog or italian sausage Italian sausage again, kind of in my DNA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I adore, sense, yeah. I adore the hot dogs. What do you too. put on them? On which uh, sausage? Um, I'm a very light dresser of the mm-hmm. sausage because if a, a well done sausage mm-hmm. that that crackle yeah, yeah. when you pop the skin yeah. and the juice comes out, juice out, the yeah, geyser. That's that's what you. That's yeah. the dressing that you need. Yeah. So I give a, a thin sliver of the spiciest mustard I can mm-hmm. find just to add to the heat. Yeah. Um, well, this is going back to the '80s. Uh, Georgie Mirazon or Manute Bowl? Oh, two two nears and dears. You know, I have a Manute Bowl jersey in my house, a game worn. Golden wow. State Warriors Manute Bowl jersey sitting in my uh, dresser drawer right now. So I obviously have I love. I think you just answered that question. Well, I have love for Manute, but you know what, Georgie, um, the gentle giant. You know, <laughs> I, I I'll, I'll say I'll say Manute because he's passed. Yeah. So I'll rest in peace, Manute. Um, but Georgie's right there. Cake or yeast donut? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say cake. I, I'm, I'm I like that it eats more like a meal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the stage of life. <laughs> you just branded it. Yeah. Uh, Masters or U.S. Open? I love the Masters. We haven't talked punk rock. Fugazi or Rights of Spring? So, uh, God, why, why do I have to pick one? Because yeah, well, it's the lightning round. Yeah. So, um, Rights of Spring, because that's who we had in our era. Um, those those were the, the big, you know. Uh, I've always liked everything that um, Ian's yeah. Put out, but embrace Mackay, yeah. Ian Mackay, right? Uh, minor threat, yeah. fame, and then really Fugazi fame. He yeah. became famous from Fugazi, Ginormous, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, last question, which I think you already answered, but we'll try it again. Butter or olive oil? Uh, I adore um, butter, and I'll look. I'm looking very forward to the day that the, the, the allergist gives my kid the all clear, <laughs> so I can have it in my fridge again. But right now, it's olive oil. God bless the olive oil. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Joe House, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, thank you, Adam. All right, that was Joe House, and you can check in with House on his weekly golf podcast, Shack House, with golf writer Jeff Shackelford. And now uh, let's talk kids and cooking with Carlo Lolly Music and Jenny Rosenstrack. All right, Jenny Rosenstrack, welcome to One World Trade Center. Nice to be here. So, Jenny, let's let's run down the kids. You've got, what do you got? I have a 14-year-old now, um, Phoebe, and I have a 12-year-old, Abby. And, um, you know, they're like aged out of all these day camps now. So it's we're in this kind of middle ground where we have lots of time in the summer or lots of like long stretches of time. We were patching together some camps, but it's it's kind of tricky. So so we have you got a, the calendar. You we the, have you, the calendar. You know. All right, Carl, you've got two boys with really good names. Two boys, Cosmo and Leo. Uh, Twelve and six, big spread yes. on those two, and very different types of eaters. Leo's my savory guy. He'll eat lentils and yogurt for breakfast. Oh and Cosmo wow. would eat Does like. He, is he summering like in the Greek islands or something? Or <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's never been a big sweets. He was the only kid I ever saw in my life who would just put down a cupcake halfway through and be like, "I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> and then along comes the second person who, if I gave him a jar of honey and a spoon, he would eat the entire thing, <laughs> like just no problem. My son Marlon, who's eight and a half, the other day we were at like some coffee place or something and he was i had to stop him from literally grabbing the a packet of sugar yeah, exactly he was just gonna just open that up and just pour it in his mouth totally. I'm like, what are you doing cosmo has asked me like can i have this sugar packet and i'm like no no <laughs> but yeah all right so my feeling is summertime like you want your kids to have fun and, and i do think it's a it's it's interesting because like your kids are theoretically out active running around i know your kids play soccer jenny and mm-hmm. active kids you want them to stay hydrated and be healthy but it's also summer and you want them to have ice cream and kind of a little of each and so let's talk about what we're feeding our kids or what we're at least trying to get our kids to eat um this summer and starting off on in the healthiest notes uh carla what do you like what 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 what, what can you get your kids to eat that sort of sort of fuels them throughout the day uh, I'm lucky in that even though the the sweet guy likes his sweets, he does eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, crunchy stuff. So there's a lot of cucumbers. No mushy. He doesn't like the mushy. No, no. He'll be like I, weird I still, out. I still don't like mushy. Yeah. Well, I mean, mushy is a word. Um, yeah. So I do try to pack a lot of crunchy and crunchy veg and like strawberries, cucumbers cr- especially. Uh-huh. But he'll he'll wreck like a bowl of sugar snap peas. Let's be specific here. So you mean just a bowl, like blanched yeah. or cold, like just raw? Raw. He really likes sour also. Uh-huh. So if I squeeze lemon and put salt on virtually any crunchy raw vegetable, he will eat it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Including green beans, sugar snap peas, especially cucumber. But if I gave him zucchini, he would definitely just spit it spit it out. Yeah, also yeah. Um, raw zucchini. He needs that. And then there's a lot of sort of loading up things that – are not totally healthy, but a smoothie, for example, if I put, uh, I usually will throw in a quarter cup of oats or half a cup of oats into any smoothie I'm making, and it just adds protein and fiber, and it keeps them full longer, hopefully, um, or I'll sub instead of juice. I'll do coconut water. So, What else is going in the smoothie? Mango, 
strawberries, raspberries. And you just buy the frozen kind at the store? Both. Yeah. You know, if we have fresh, I'll throw it in there. And then if it's mostly protein and healthy dairy, I throw some oats in there. Then I don't feel bad about putting, you know, two tablespoons of maple syrup or honey yeah. in it. It's like all, you know, 80, 80-20. 80-20 meaning? 80% healthy and 20% whatever. And that, if you it's use good, that... It's a good goal for yeah, life. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. use that, like, in a meal... Or in a day, or as like a general <laughs> philosophy. Yeah. I think it works out. We're like more, I would say, we're 80-20 most of the year. And then I would say in the summer, it's more like 60-40. We go, we go just, I mean, I don't know what it is about just having no structure. We just complete See, the snack time. Usually, you know, it's they don't have a school day to regulate these things. So we're just, it's like we're eating all day long. It's crazy. I mean, I have a kid who really needs structure um, and on those days, if you don't implement some sort of structure on your own, the wheels come off yes. or can come off. So, like, so a how do you how do you how do you create structure? And b what's your healthiest thing your kids will eat? Well, to create structure, I mean, in the summer, especially when we have sort of these long afternoons and on the weekend and kind of nothing to do. For for better or for worse, we use food as kind of like the incentive to be active. So we'll be like, let's, you know, we know we're, we know where they're going to end up eating donuts or ice cream. So so we'll say, let's walk to the farmer's market and get, you know, get them active a little bit. And then, um, and then uh, you know, or if it's in the, we'll go to the city and walk over the Brooklyn Bridge for soup dumplings or something. And we don't feel so bad about it yeah. if it's like something, I mean, soup dumplings and donuts are not terrible but you it's know, like it's like it's like going to the gym after work so you can then go out exactly and drink a lot. yes yes we just it's it like cancels it out somehow but in terms of healthy foods just during the day we do a lot of the crunchy vegetable thing too in our house but we my my older one will eat any vegetable pretty much without any she doesn't need salt or anything my little one needs um my little one she's 12 years old she's probably not that little anymore she usually she's really into um crunchy vegetables like sugar snap peas and cucumbers with and she needs a dressing now in her lunch so we yes. pack these little tiny ranch dressing things and because because ranch is the best thing ever it is the greatest thing ever and we you know i've had something against bottled dressings for so long just because i've been so used to making my own but now she her best friend has has discovered um trader joe's organic ranch and it's mm. like it's so funny she drinks it by the bottle so we just put that <laughs> we put that in her lunch and uh and none of the vegetables come back. So I have a ranch-ish mm-hmm. dip that I do a mm-hmm. lot. Um, it's usually Greek yogurt. We always have buttermilk in the house because yeah. I'm always making the BA's best buttermilk pancakes. Old yeah. Mm-hmm. But Greek yogurt, uh, maybe a little bit of sour cream if I have it, mm-hmm. and then some buttermilk to loosen it up to like dip consistency, mm-hmm. lemon juice or lime juice, mm-hmm. and then uh, salt and then secret ingredient, granulated garlic. Kids love dips. And then what about, are you a smoothie family? We are, yes. Andy, my husband, he um, he's a big fan of – he's up before all of us, and he generally makes a smoothie for the house. My uh, older daughter loves them. I love them. Abby, not so much. But uh, we do in the – when the strawberries are good, like right now, what I do all day long and what Phoebe loves are just – we just fill up a glass with fresh strawberries and then pour almond milk in and that's and then and whirl it but then you know you can do it portion size plain just, almond milk or like vanilla almond milk. uh vanilla and um and it's so good it's yeah, just that and it really good. it's just so easy too it's not like a million different frozen things right. and it's just i can't do multi ingredients in the morning do you guys feel you need a vitamix to make smoothies 
I didn't have one for 12 years and I've had one now for six and I would say I wasted 12 years of my life. Wow. <laughs> I hated my other blender. I won't name what kind it was, uh-huh. but like I, when it would go on, I wanted to die. Yeah. And the Vitamix was the best thing I ever bought myself. I've, I've recently gotten into smoothies because I started going to the gym and um, I have one, they put peanut butter in the smoothie. And Love. I thought, and I was just oh, like, I do that too. That's just like, because it gives it that nice salty sort of richness yep. that if you just do the fruit, you're kind of missing that sort of base. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of blew that's my mind. That's the other monkey on a date. That's our other regular rotation smoothie at home. <laughs> monkey on monkey a date. Monkey on a that's date. Banana. That's another, this is another strategy. If name you them. give it a cool name, yes. then it's like create Branded. some. Brand. Yeah, yeah, branding. Yeah. Monkey on a date is a couple dates, which I, they're sweet, so that's good for humans. But also, they have potassium. They have fiber. It's a whole food. I'm, like, down with dates. Love date. A couple dates, banana, lar- very large scoop of peanut butter, and then whatever liquid, basically. It could be coconut water. It could yeah. be milk. It could be just not fruit. Yeah. You yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. want to go in a fruity place. And oats. That's oats good. And they will just des- they'll yeah. destroy that. It's and so that's, funny. like, a meal, too. Yeah, yeah totally. It feels satisfied. So, yeah. So in the Rappo Buck household, we do, as Marlon says, healthy popsies. Mm. So either you buy – so Simone buys the ones that they have like beet and carrot and ginger and like they're like red ones. And then there's like apple, kale, whatever ones. And then sometimes she'll just make popsicles out of like leftover smoothies and you put those in the cool mold and then the kids think they're eating a popsicle. Marlon's interesting because he knows – like he's a difficult eater like and I – like we, it's a ongoing struggle, but he also sort of knows he should be eating healthier mm. stuff. So he, after dinner, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have a healthy popsy now, <laughs> knowing that he's going to have dessert after that. Ah. Yeah. But he knows like he should eating a, be eat a healthy popsy. And we also do the thing where we do pureed cauliflower in his mac and cheese, mm-hmm. which he, he knows we're putting something in there. He knows it kind of smells funny and, but he still eats it. Right. Because he kind it's of like. got enough. He yeah. just knows he should. And I think it's that thing of like you, your kids are smarter than you think they are sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he knows enough to know that he should be eating some sort of vegetables. He knows he doesn't eat enough. So whatever he has to do. So, yeah, we have a lot of pureed cauliflower, mac and cheese, and a lot of healthy popsies in the Rappaport house. So we have the healthiest snacks. What about dinner? What are our go-to dinners? In the uh, summer? Summers, yeah, summer dinners. A lot of pasta in my house. Really? Yeah. But even if it's hot out? Cosmo will eat pasta literally year round he there's this is weird so he's i hate the word picky so but he's a selective eater particular. he's particular he likes what he likes and then he doesn't want to have anything to do with the other stuff kid loves grilled squid really <laughs> loves so you'll and fire he, up the grill i will fire up the grill and cook squid really quickly so it's nice and charred on the outside and he'll eat those actually and let it like like a psalm like a korean psalm he'll put it in the lettuce what? And crunch, he will eat that all night. And he'll what? put rice in there, That's the amazing. squid, and the lettuce wrapper. So you, you the squid and then slice them up? Yeah. Squid, that's cool. We'll do a lot of burgers. Um, and we go both ways. Like, Simone will often buy, like, the good grass-fed beef. And then she'll grind up carrots and sort of mix it in with the beef, which I'm kind of like, meh. But Marlon's generally cool with it. And then if I'm making the burgers, I'm going out and buying not grass-fed beef, and yeah. I'm buying the Martin's potato rolls. And, like, his friend came over the other day, and I was like, I'm making you guys smash burgers. And I had brought the <laughs> skillet and smashed them in there, put the American cheese on, and, like, his friend's head ex- literally exploded. Wow. 
he's not here anymore. His head exploded. I had to call an ambulance. <laughs> um, but it was like, he's like, this is the best burger I've ever had. And I'm like, you're damn right it's the best burger you ever had. And Marlon, meanwhile, just thinks that's a regular burger. Right. I'm like, dude, you don't know how good you've got it. Um, so he's a burger kid. We'll, he will only eat it if it has cheese. Oh. He's like, oh, yeah, a hamburger without cheese? That's gross. Really? I'm like, what are you talking? Like, that makes no sense, but. American cheese? Yeah. And we'll grill him. He's, he's fine with the grilled burger. He won't eat hot dogs, though, for some reason. Like, that's just so arbitrary. Like, he'll. Loves a, loves a cheeseburger, will not even address a hot dog. Yeah, so that's our protein vehicle generally. Rosenstock, what about your kids? What's, what's your go-to dinner? Fun dinner. You know, we have, um, I mean, I've probably written like, you know, 500 posts on my blog and with as many recipes. And if you ask my kids what they want for dinner, especially in the summer, but pretty much all year long, it's tacos. And so mm-hmm. we are, we basically have some form of taco almost like every night. Fish tacos, like we'll do um, if it's if it's like a weekend, we'll have the farmer's market, so we'll have a good fish guy, get some mahi-mahi and, um, you know, just like a really simple grill. And then you just put cabbage and pickled onions and very basic, nothing complicated. Two questions. Yes. Go. Well, first question, corn or flour? Corn. Oh, the kids, so the kids will eat corn. They're, they're down with corn. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I like corn uh-huh. so much more that I just kind of make them do it. I think they actually like flour better, but. No, yeah. But do you, I don't know. I do like you, the size. Yeah. Seems Second nice. question is, do you ever do the fried fish tacos where you batter them and fry them? Like no, southern? I don't. But my no. kids like them so much more than the the, the healthy kind, Yeah, that's because they're so much better. They're so much better. And the it's creamy crazy. slaw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. With a really little good. lime wedges. Yeah. But, um, but no, then we'll do like sh- – We'll grill shrimp on, you know, we have one of those grill baskets, which yep, kind of changed our yeah. lives, especially with things like, because the skewer and the shrimp is just Pain, yes. total deal breaker. You know what the grill baskets are also great for is the, um, which everyone likes asparagus. now. The, well, asparagus, mm-hmm. yes, but also the shishito or padrone peppers. Yes. That you throw on there, you grill them up over high heat, then you squirt some lime juice or salt or whatever old chilies on there. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a great cocktail snack. And what about, do you ever, what sort of non-fish tacos will the kids do? Um, They will do like, uh, we'll just grill a pork tenderloin mm-hmm. that's been marinating all day and uh-huh. maybe throw some peaches on and throw have some really? peaches with the I mean it's like you don't even need the taco really you yeah. can't pork with peaches but they But wait so you're doing the grilled peaches with in the taco? Yeah. Or oh, like a cool. grilled peach with some maybe with some tomato if it's the right season you know uh-huh. you can mix in the you can make a grilled peach salsa if you yeah, want a little, like, exactly. minced up onion and cilantro yep, yep, and lime yep, juice. Yep. We do it with pineapple, too. We'll grill pineapple. Yeah. and But the kids like pork and peaches together. For some reason, that kind it's of stuff. It's a good stuff. combo. Yeah. yeah. So we all, whenever, for some reason, whenever I throw a pork on there, it's there's peaches on there, too. I've so done that before, so. grilled, mm-hmm. like, doing a grilled pineapple salsa grill. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally just throw it with onion, cilantro, chilies, yeah, lime so juice, easy. the basic, and mix it up and serve yeah. it with whatever sort of meat, meaty, fishy thing you're doing. Yeah. Is a good one. Wow, I'd really like some tacos now. Do you do um? Mm-hmm. I do you do do you do beans or anything with them? The kids do beans. Mm, not really. really? We, I do beans. I love beans with them. But if that's one of the options to yeah. put on the taco, they'll they'll forego. I don't know. We've we've talked about this. I I always have a can of Goya black beans. Oh, yeah, me like too. Them. And then that mm-hmm. with some sautéed onions and garlic. Yeah. Pour that in there. Yep. And just let it totally. just chill out for a while. Mice mm-hmm. and beans. Mice, mice. That's another kid thing. What's a mice and what's, beans? What's I like that. Just part? rice and beans is just a funnier just, way to say it. Just call them, like, is it some cool like thing? No, it's just a different rice way to say it. Mice and beans. Yeah. All right. So, what about dessert time? So, what do, the kids? It's summertime. 
I'm, I'm, ice cream truck? You're in Brooklyn. So does the ice cream truck come along? Oh, the ice cream. It's like the Pavlovian call of the ice cream truck. You just hear the bell going, and then both boys' heads will just whip around. It's like a completely nonverbal communication. Like, we hear the truck, and then they both look at me and wait for some <laughs> sort of a signal. And I, if I nod, then they're out the door. Um, but if you say no, is there is there like a major meltdown? Or there, is there a revolt? It's really hard no? to say no. The only time I ever say no is if it's daytime and we haven't even had lunch yet. Yeah. That's like lit- like literally the only time I would say no to the ice cream, cream truck. Or if Cosmo's been bad and been warned like you're not having dessert. What are, what are the boys like? They're really into the pop right now. But Cosmo's a rocket pop. Oh, rocket pop. The red, white, and blue he ones? Loves yeah. the, he loves sorbet. He loves the rocket pop. And Leo would definitely get, you know... The chocolate one with the, has the chocolate core and like the chocolate, chocolate. eclair. Yeah. Um, what about you, Jen? We um, we're big good humor people in our house. Even if we're not at the truck, we usually have a box of. We're like it's all about kind of recreating what our ice cream was like as kids, you know. So we'll have like the the ream of flavor ices too for mm. if if they're lucky a month or two. Um, and then we there's a raging debate over you know what the best good humor bar is. It's Andy's all about the toasted almond. I love the toasted almond. So oh, good. Man, that's such a good forty five year old guy thing. <laughs> that's to what say. I yeah, like. No, the no, girl, that's no, what I no like when I was eight. No, See what I mean no, about no. raging you're, debate? You're either yeah, going no. strawberry shortcake no, or you're going the kids, chocolate. The kids I are strawberry shortcake. See, yeah. this is what happens. Ever. Exactly what happens. At I, I went to a dinner party when I was home visiting friends in D.C. a few years ago, and it was like a nice dinner party, and it was like all sorts of nice food and big dinner table and it's like 10 of us and at the end they cleared the table and the hostess just brought out a big tray of good humor oh, bars just so in the bags just uh-huh. all three of those uh-huh, flavors uh-huh. A, a mound of them and yeah. everyone just lost their shit they're like awesome. oh my god this is the best thing ever <laughs> you have a bunch of 40 year olds just pouncing it on is. this thing and everyone had like three of them the um best. and i was like that was genius yeah all right well wow okay so we got some got some healthy stuff a lot of not healthy stuff but it's 80 20 it's 80-20. It's 80-20 60, summer. Jenny's, yeah, she's lobbying for 60-40. Yeah, close I think we can, how about we settle for 70-30? <sighs> I guess I'm we, okay We can get that. the kids there. Mm-hmm. We can get them there, I think. Thanks for coming, Carla Lolly Music and Jenny Rosenstrack. This podcast has been brought to you by Belle Cushing and Carrie Polis, with editing by Mitra Kaboli and additional help from Christina Che and Lily Sherman. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Greedies. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to tell us anything about this or any episode, please email us at bonapetitfoodcast at gmail.com.